La 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 wait till I give my money right I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven When I awoke I spent that on a necklace I told God I'll be back in a second Man it's so hard not to act reckless To whom much is given much is tested Get arrested guess until he get the message I feel the pressure under more scrutiny And what I do act more stupidly Bought more jewelry, more Louis V My mama couldn't get through to me The drama, people suing me I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me I'm just saying how I feel, man I ain't one of the Cosby's, I ain't go to hell, man Alright, we're live Welcome back, Pod Deep, episode 17 This episode is called We Have Topics No more random topics Now we have a set list of things we're going to talk about we're going to kick it off with topic number one, the deep thought question of the week. So Cedric has a deep thought question. He's going to pose it to the group. We're going to ponder it and discuss what we would do based on his question. Go ahead, Cedric. All right, gents. So as you know, Powerball is popping this, this last week. It's up, it's up to a billion dollars, Powerball. My deep thought question of the, of the week is, you can win Powerball. You can win this Powerball, this big Powerball, win the grand prize. Basically, $500 million after taxes. Would you rather win that and not, and you couldn't share it with anybody? Or would you rather win a substantially lower amount, like a million dollars, and you can have that to share with as many people as you want? So, so the question is $500 million? And you couldn't you couldn't give any you couldn't give anybody anything, or you win a million to a million and a half, and you had you had the opportunity to get that to whoever you want, share it with whoever you want. What would you do? What would you choose? I'll take the five hundred million. Yeah. Five hundred million and not share it with anybody. Yeah. A million when to you- share share, it's not a whole lot to go around. So when you say share, you mean I can't outright give someone money? I mean you can't share anyone. I mean you can't share it. You can't give. You can't buy a house. You can't buy a car for nobody. It has to be used for you, just you. Damn! Uh, give me the lesser amount. Uh, I would. I would hate to have all that money, and and I don't come from. A lot of money so i would hate to have all that money and see people struggling like that and not not be able to help them even even though a million dollars is not a whole lot of money it's more than what i got right now you know so you ain't getting a million right i'm saying you're getting a million i'm saying you're getting a million let's call it a million to a million and a half okay a million to a million and a half you can do with it as you please you don't have to share that but right. you you know there's no limits to what you can do with it yeah i take that so, I got the feeling of man. I just if I'm sitting on five hundred million dollars and couldn't do and couldn't do with it what I wanted to do with it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think a big part of me is I want to see you know I want to see everybody up. You know, right. not just me. Oh, I got my my idea of enjoying it is enjoying it with friends and family. So I don't know, man. I think I take that million and a half. You know, even though that won't make me a make make me well off. 
it'll give some nice people some starts. You know, buy a couple of buy a couple of investment properties, get some stocks and bonds for some people or something like that, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe put three or four hundred, five hundred to myself and my family. But I, I think that's tough, man. I mean, I think that's tough. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, because you know when you said you can't share it, you know, I'm all, I'm automatically trying to find a loophole in your in that, <laughs> you know. Like I can't set up no business for nobody. I can't, right. I can't, you know. So if you put it in terms of just, you know, you can't do nothing with it but spend it on yourself. I mean, you know, that's, that's going to be a pretty lonely existence because, you know, like for me, like, you know, really you touch talking about, you know, a few people in your inner circle. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going you gonna to feed the hood with that 500 million. Right. You know what I mean? You're taking care of your parents, your siblings. You know what I'm saying, and close to, and people close to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might be talking ten people total. Well, for me, it might yeah. be it'll probably be ten people total. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So, you know, can you help those ten people? You know, with uh, a million and a half. I mean, you can't change their life, but you can pay a bill or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get them, uh, you know, get them out the red or the black or whatever you spoke, whatever, however it go, but. Does, does yeah. that does that change? Does a does a does a tweaking of the question change your opinion on it, Jay? Or no, I take the five hundred. <laughs> that million and a half will. Okay, this realistic realistically what what happened? I think Rodney, you just touched on it. Like you would pay a bill or two. A lot of times when you do stuff for people like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't go far because they find a way to mess up something else. Sometimes when you when people don't work for it and you give it to them, they find a way to mess it up. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if I kept that 500, I would have to. I would have to move out the country. Rodney, I'm with you. I'm thinking about loopholes. How you can? That'd be tough to have it to yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you want. I mean, all of us got children. I mean, yeah. they're. I mean, groans in some cases, but you know, mm-hmm. you still want to be able to, you know, give them a. Uh, give them a, a, a head start that we never could have dreamt of having. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you I know, take everybody, that. Everybody got parents getting elderly or whatever. You want to make sure that, you know, they good in the twilight of their they life and shit. So, you know. You take that 500 and then you get rid of everything you have right now, your car, your house, your savings, 401k, and give that to your people. You know what I'm saying? That's your loophole. Mm, okay. That's that's a good loophole. Yeah, that is, that is. Huh. Yeah, just the the whole idea of being in a being in a place that I could really help somebody, or really well, really help my my family, and then I don't. <laughs> I just I, I would feel I I, I couldn't live with myself. I don't think I couldn't I couldn't live with myself. So I totally agree. Yeah. Let me, let me segue off that. That this that's, that's a good question. Okay. I don't know if you guys are into like the YouTube podcast world or any you guys know about Math Hoffa's podcast. Yeah. You know about that? In, in the barbershop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rodney or Cedric, you know about that? You know, I don't. About I've, heard, I've heard it and seen some of, you know, little snippets a little bit, but I haven't checked it out like that. Let me piggyback off your question. Let me set the scenario up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Math Hoffa, he is or was a battle rapper. Um, so they start a YouTube channel and the YouTube channel catches off. It blows up. 
It's like the newest, hottest podcast slash YouTube channel. So the story this week is Math Hoffa got approached by Revolt, and they want to do a deal with him to bring the podcast on to Revolt, just like Drink Champs. And the deal is so no prank or nothing, is it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> the deal is supposed to be two point seven mil. Now he has about five other co-hosts on the show, like co-hosts, like backup guys. Math Hoff is the main guy. Everybody else is the backup guy. So the story is he basically is tr- he wants to run off with that two point seven and not cut them in, and now the podcast is canceled. So going back to your question about helping your people, like he's ready to catch two point seven million, and right when he's about to get the money, he just cut his people off, allegedly, you know, and dumped them. So that just goes back to what you the point, you know, that we were making. So all right, so let's do that. Let's let's be in his shoes. Let's be in his shoes. So I guess I don't know the full dynamic of. The other guys that was with him, Jay. So were they like they would pitch it every now and then and host for him, or were they with him doing these, or what? What kind of was their role and everything? They're with him on on the show. So one guy was a or is a, a entertainment manager. So mm-hmm. when when he's asking questions, he's asking from that management, you know, backroom okay. business point of view. He even played the according to the guy who was um like editing the videos and audios and set up the YouTube channel. You know, he cut him off too. He, he you know, a guy was a writer on the show. He cut him off. Cut everybody off. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I could not I just I can't do that. I, I, I couldn't could not, do it either. Couldn't do that at all, man. I mean, I couldn't do it. I, I think it reminds me of the NWA uh type of situation. You know how you did the prank call with us mm-hmm. and before we ever talked about this, we never had anything in writing, but we verbally told you at the at the beginning, like, Jerry, you deserve a bigger, you deserve a lion's share. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If mm-hmm. if it was gonna come down to us getting money, we had all agreed to that. Everybody just, you know, Rodney said it, but everybody agreed to it. Mm-hmm. That's how I thought Matt, Matt Hoffa should 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 have played it. I don't know if I believe the allegations of him uh cutting off his crew because he doesn't really run that 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 setting by himself. You know what I'm saying? Like they bring guests in, and it and it it kind of it's it's kind of play on on um, LeBron uh, show on HBO. The shot. The, the shot. It's kind of okay. it's kind of it's kind of the same setting, just not as polished. But I like Math Hoffa's over Le, LeBron show because LeBron is just exclusive to HBO, where Math Hoffa. You know, you can just go on YouTube and find it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And his stuff kind of didn't take off as fast as the shot, but it's the same formula. You know what I'm saying? It just chopped up. You know, it, it's right behind Drink Champs, and they do a better job of just letting the guests talk and stuff like that. Math Hoffa plays a role. Uh, if it's going too far left or they getting too far, you know how, how Jerry was talking about his mom. Matt Hoffa would have been the one that came in and was like, no, 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 we ain't, ain't going to talk about that, you know, because that was getting too personal. He he mm-hmm. plays that role. Okay. If he if he go by himself, I don't know if he had the same chemistry. Okay. Because the other, the other three guys play a part in the guy that was holding him down as his bodyguard from time to time. He put in his little two cents, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it would be the same way if Nori did drink, drink champs by himself. 
pretty okay. much does that in a sense because you know if, if you don't I, I'm not from Miami so I don't know I didn't know DJ Effin you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. sometimes he you know go through a whole episode and he really doesn't you know talk much you know what I'm saying unless but, it's about Miami right you know what I'm saying but I don't know what what he provides in the background you know what I'm saying right wise you know what I'm saying yeah okay Let's keep it moving. Basically, if we get some money, chop it up with your people. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. Which I've done that shit. If I win some money at the casino, whoever's with me is getting something. Yeah. So that's the way to be. Don't be stingy. Share the money, Math Hoffman, cocksucker. <laughs> I don't believe that, man. <laughs> I believe it. They they're doing interviews. I watched um they did an interview. They're they're all over the internet doing interviews, and they they broke it down. The two point seven they were supposed to uh, meet. He didn't pay them for the last two shows. Uh, didn't pay the cameraman. Everything, man. That ain't good. He had some good interviews. He did. Good at interviews. Right when it was, you know, they can get a check. They break it up. All right, let's go to topic number two: boxing talk. So. I'm gonna leave this up to our fight doctor. That's Hughes. He knows everything about boxing. He always has the ins and out of boxing. Nah, I'm gonna spin it. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna do the end. I'm gonna do the end. Y'all go. Y'all, y'all kick it off. Go and hear y'all thoughts. All right. Well, you know, of course, Spence Crawford is the news. The fight that didn't happen. He's fighting um, Avanesian, I believe, is the guy's name. December tenth. But we also also we had um UFC fights this weekend. We had um female boxing this weekend. Lomachenko fought Ortiz this weekend. Uh Silva versus Logan Paul this weekend. So we have a different few different angles we can take. Mm-hmm. Um let's start with Silva versus um Jake Paul. It's not Logan Paul, it's Jake Paul. Jake yeah, Paul is the right. younger one versus Anderson Silva. I thought. I wanted Anderson Silva to win, but you know, once you really sit back and look at it, take your feelings out of it, Silva was just too old to me to to have a chance to win. Plus, he plays too much, and that's kind of how it, it uh, played out. Uh, Cedric, what was your take on the fight? Who did you have? How did you feel? Man, you couldn't say it. You took the words right out of my mouth, Jay. Because I thought, you know, just in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, that's Anderson Silva. It's about to go down. He's about to kill this dude. Yeah. And- as I start reading it, I'm like, man, this dude 47? <laughs> Jake Paul 25? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like, you could be this, I, mean, I don't care how deadly you is. And if a guy is trained and you both train and you, and you both have equal training, not even experience, but just body training, a 25-year-old and a 50-year-old, it ain't, no, ain't going to ever be a contest. It, 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 it's funny, like, um, all these old guys always challenge these young guys. Man, I'm gonna take the young guy nine times out of ten. It's just, it's just, it's just physics. You know what I'm saying? But long story short, I thought even though Logan um, Paul is not that great of a boxer, I just think he just he just looked bigger, he looked faster, he looked stronger, and he beat him. I mean, what? No, it was hands down. He beat him. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, Silver was playing a hell of a lot. Goofy, yeah. <laughs> but I hate, I hate when he does that. God, man, but I, I just think I think he beat. I think he beat him. Just flat out beat him. Ronnie, did you see it? You got any take on it? 
I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't see it quite the same. Uh, I saw it when when Silver committed to to motherfucking fighting. He was motherfucking fucking Jake Paul up with uppercuts, counters. He was catching them. True. It's just you know, I guess being forty seven, you can't keep that shit up for three round. I mean, three minutes of every round. So you know, he was doing in spurts. Um, I'm just I'm just over this this whole Jake Paul thing. <laughs> I'm just over it, man. But you know, I think you know they 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 done found some 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 way to keep boxing uh relevant you know and that's what this cat you know he's never gonna fight anybody that's he's never gonna i mean i can't see him ever fighting a, a, a real boxer a, a professional boxer i can't ever see him doing it i can you know he just can continue to get these mma guys who who may have thrown two or three punches in their life and you know building up his stature but it's, he called him out canelo like come on really right <laughs> like really? running out that paper. <laughs> do y'all think? Do y'all think that guy uh, is uh, was it Faber? The, the favor, the guy who fought Le'Veon Bell. You think he could beat Jake Paul? Hell no, Uriah Hall. You talking about? You Uriah Hall. Hall. No. He just no, started boxing too, right? Yeah, it was his first fight. He looked okay. horrible to me. He looked horrible, but he looked like he was younger. Looked like you know, with some more training, he may can give him a run for his money. You know, I thought maybe with some training, maybe he could because he's he tough. He's he tough as hell. He seems tough as hell, but yeah, it, it's he Logan won't ever fight a guy that's boxing currently. You know what I'm saying? It seems like it's gonna be always be somebody that's over the hill or a former MMA. That, that's the smartest thing to do because the reason he won't do it because he's getting his ass whipped in the gym. You know, like. Football players, basketball players, boxing is his own thing, just like MMA is his own thing. Anderson Silva really could have beat Jake Paul if he knew, if he understood what was going on. Jake Paul ran out of gas a lot, but he was dropping some big shots on Anderson Silva. And I'm a I'm an Anderson Silva fan. I wanted him to win, but I noticed that when he started playing, it's when he can't figure out what's going on. And I thought he would have a better I thought he was gonna try to press Jake Paul, you know. And Jake Paul can't really fight good going back. So what he do is he stepped to the side. And Anderson didn't seem like he knew how to uh, cut the ring off and punch at the same time. You know what I'm saying? He may be youthful, but he's still inexperienced. And that's the reason why he won't get in that ring with a a former a former fighter because a former fighter going to come alive. You know, they may, they've been doing this since they was kids and teenagers. They're going to come alive. They're not going to. Yeah. But like Roy Jones, like like you put you put him in the ring with Roy Jones. Roy Jones, fifty plus years old, he'd knock Jake Paul straight out. If yes, he will. see that that's just more that's more the same. Like okay, you're getting a boxer, but you're getting somebody that's over the hill. Now of course, but he's a you know he's a true boxer. He he's never gonna lose Mm -hmm. those skills. Mm -hmm. But shit, he gonna get he fuck around get caught or some rap. Nah, So, so he so Roy got muscle memory. And he hit harder, and he knows what to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's more the same, Squeak. To me, that's more the same. He's still that fighting man. somebody that's that that's that that's really that's not a boxer. But Roy Jones ain't a boxer no more. No, nah, he ain't no boxer, but he ain't never forgot how to box. 
It's it's okay. like you could you couldn't pay that? me no five hundred dollars get in the ring with him just because of his age. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude will come alive on him. I get it, but he but but he he's come. I'm with Brock. He'll come alive on somebody that's been training, right? That's been training the box. Who's so, talking about Jake Paul? Yeah, I think if he was if I think I think he'd be Roy Jones at this age. I do. Hell I'm not. No. I do. Not, no. No. No way. Uh, no way. It's. You, I can see the things that see he 25, right? He fought somebody 47. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no way you go eight rounds with nobody like that. He didn't even know how to step to he didn't even know how to step to uh Anderson Silva and work his body. Mm-hmm. He was he, he was hunting the entire time. So that's what a that's what an older fighter that shot would do. That's why Mayweather only fights like exi- uh exhibit fights and stuff like the exhibition, I'm sorry, where he's not at a risk. Cause, cause the guys he fighting are just MA. They, they don't, they don't know the tricks and trade. You know what I'm saying? So he get knockout out the knockout. You know, so you can still see he in shape, but you put him in there with a, with like a Crawford or a Spence, maybe he get ate alive. He get ate alive. He he know that part about it. You know what I'm saying? But Mayweather's forty. You know he he you know he's just out of his prime. Well, not not his prime, but he just stopped fighting. Roy been done for 10 years and he's in his 50s. There's no I, no, I wouldn't want to see Roy in the ring with Jake Paul. No, I, I would still want to see Roy in the ring with Anderson Silva. I would like to stay around the same age with, with Roy being a little older. I think that I think that's a better fight. Wow. Like I, <laughs> didn't you think, but didn't you think before before you saw what you saw Saturday, didn't you have that same vision that Silver would do that. What Roy Jones would do to Jake Paul? Did you ever did, did that come across your mind, or nah. you know, he was as, as talented to do something like that? Nah. So he started off his, his career as a boxer, then he switched to MMA. I watched him fight against Chavez. Uh, Chavez wasn't didn't have an amateur background, so he looked he looked pretty good at that part. But nah, he's not no real boxer like that. Okay. So I, I pretty much knew that Jake Paul is better at it but still he's missing like the the, the different elements of it you know what i'm saying he, yeah. he still runs out of gas and yeah. his breathing you know mm-hmm. hey joe on that on that more boxing talk that that kid that fought man that that eight, nine, 18 19 year old kid that oh, fought, yeah man oh that boy cold dude he cold he just he he different man. He just looked different, you know. He, he just threw, he threw the quickest left hook I've seen in my life. It, it was hard to catch it on the replay. Man. So have you heard anything about this dude? He just he just looked like a he looked like he just got star power. Just star he got star written all over him to me. He do he do, and it's that, that's a good thing that Jake Paul is bringing. He bringing a little excitement to to the boxing, even though at the end of the day, if you're a real boxing fan, you get kind of mad because the results are not the same. But he packs, he brings the excitement. Everybody's got to step up and stop playing and, and and do their homework when it comes to this boxing stuff. This ain't that ain't no joke. You see how Nate, Nate Robinson got put to sleep. It's like when the bell went ding, everything shit out the window, <laughs> and. He had he had no good sparring. Jake caught him with an overhand right, and he way taller than Nate Nate Robinson was. He mm-hmm. kept ducking up under him, you know, making a run into the shot. Yeah, 
But little, little dude is, is nice, man. Who? He, uh, Paul. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying, but thought you were talking about Paul. Like, what? oh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you think of that, little, that young dude, all right? You know what? I didn't. He, he was the first fight, right? No, the he one was before the one before the uh the main event. Yeah, he's yeah. called man. Yeah. Came out he in the minions costume. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch him. I, he, he got the knockout right. He 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 knocked him out with a left left hook or something. Yeah, yeah left hook him. right hand. Uh, first forty five minutes in the first round. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, what y'all think of Lomachenko? Uh, he lost it. He lost skills or the fight. Uh, I don't know if his mind is in the right place. Uh, I don't know with that war going over his home country, but he don't look the same to me. Uh, I don't think he's like he he's he never really looked the same since he went to one thirty five. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like he, he's he went to one thirty five in order to you know get better fights with who's at at one thirty five. But he hasn't looked good that whole time. So he, I, I think he's a one thirty fighter. I think so too. He 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 seems like he get timid when when he feels that power coming from them fighters. He don't seem like he he bites down and, and dig in and like yeah, dude's stronger than me, but I'm I'm gonna work his body and, and nah, he don't do none of that. Yeah, I think Haney Haney will do him in. I think he will too. He just needs to Haney just need another trainer to come in to, to teach him how to uh throw his hands on the inside. Because um, I say three years from now, when he look back at that fight with Cambosa, he he gonna realize that he had a chance to, to not camp to stop Cambosa. He just didn't put his feet on the pedal and do it, you know. I mean, but we saw Floyd do that the last half of his career. I mean, but yeah, the first half, you know, he was pretty boy. I, I, was, I said the last. I said the last I half. Know, I know. Saw him, that's the, saw him do that. That's the part that people pay attention to. You got to pay attention to the pretty boy part. That's when that boy was a killer. He didn't. He didn't let you go twelve rounds with him. If you if you didn't have the power to keep him off you, Floyd was coming for you. Which is gonna get into this, this Terrence Crawford. Which, which I don't I don't understand that though. It's like people love the knockout, they love the knockout, mm-hmm. and he could provide that. He could have been a he could have, I think he could have made just the same amount of money. I mean, I I get it, you don't want to take the take the risk, but at that time, he was his defense was impeccable, and he, he like I don't know. He he chose to be come, become money Mayweather and fight more cautious, but he could have stayed pretty boy and still made that money, and he could have still been one of the most exciting fighters we you know we've seen because he he would outclass you and then he would take you out. I I, I think so too. It, it's one of the reasons that when he made the switch from pretty boy to money Mayweather, I, I wasn't on board because I wasn't used to him carrying fighters that were not on his level like that. That's not something he did. And he had the skill set. He had the reflexes and the defense to do it, along with the power. You know, you, you saw that when, when Victor Ortiz uh, intentionally hit, but he got mad and threw that left hook at his ass. He put everything on that hook, you know. But Wasn't that, wasn't that kind of result of, result of him, though, having that issues with his hands? That's what I was just about to say. He had to save his hands a little bit because – 
they were just degenerating on him. I thought that was a you know that's why I thought he that's when he made the switch. You're yeah. right. More defense. No, nah, I thought he I thought he made the switch when he fought Delahoya and became Money Mayweather. That's the fight where he never that's the fight where he went outside of the promoter. He took less money, but he made so much money on the back end. That was like his first fight outside of top rank. And 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 that's when he started like, you know, utilizing Golden Boy Promotions boxing license and putting on fights and stuff like that. You know, because he was basically like renting out the stadium and getting all that money on the back end, which is what the promoters keep from most fighters. They pay you up front. You know what I'm saying? Not not showing you all the money from the pay-per-views and all that other stuff that they collect and stuff, merchandising. But yeah, Floyd, Floyd made a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really changed, what changed his style more so than his hands, is that if you're sitting on 200 million, do you really need to knock out if this person that you're fighting is not going to come get you and you in shape? Because if you go, you get knocked out trying to go get a knockout. But for the most part, if you put something on them and just keep a distance, they'll start fighting you after a while. And that's pretty much what he put on a lot of people until he fought like Madonna that was like acting crazy with him. You know, Madonna made him kind of like fight and keep his shit up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The death style, I personally don't don't care for over the pretty boy Mayweather style. Yep. And he duped motherfuckers for what ten years, <laughs> buying them damn pay per views, and you know what it's gonna be. You know what it's gonna Bell be. Rounds. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah. Now I see y'all going. Y'all be going crazy on this damn Terrence Crawford Earl Spence thing, man. Right. Y'all be sending shit left and right on this, like. But this shit know, got me so mad. Still my head. You know, I, I think I think here's here's the issue that I I like both fighters, but here's what I don't like how they big up Terrence Crawford. This dude been fighting, I don't know how many years, but he still fight like a prospect. Like he hasn't he's never been in one fight where I was like, man, I'm kind of nervous to Terrence Crawford. I don't know if he's gonna win this fight. Everybody he's fought, he's either been bigger than or he's been stronger than. He's never been evenly matched where it's been a 50-50 fight. Earl had at least about three of them kind of fights, if not more. You know what I'm saying? And this dude come from 135, 140, 147. You know, he ain't been in one 50-50 fight. But when you watch the broadcast of this cat, it's like they say, oh, man, this dude, is he's one of the best switch hitters you're ever going to see in boxing. Uh, he got power in both hands. Man, he fighting somebody that's that's damn near forty seven years old. That and, and that's the kind of stuff that 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 I don't like. It's like, okay, yeah, he looked good. He got the knockout, but shit, he was supposed to get the knockout. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you you get that build up of that fighter. They they make that fighter the number one welterweight. He ain't beat one person to beat the to be the number one. They've been saying Errol, Crawford, Errol Spence been ducking this cat. Then we get down to this negotiation, and this dude straight get another opponent and leaked all this information about he he, he got an eight-figure deal and this, this, this. Man, get out of here with that. We don't know how true any of that stuff is. 
but he leaked okay. that stuff out for a reason. So you, so help me understand because it's, I kind of got lost in the sauce about what was going on. So you're saying that um, Bud didn't really want to fight. So peep, peep, gang. All this, all this time, they, they, Earl Spence doesn't have a promoter. He has a manager that 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 was that works as the PBC. And that's Al Heyman. Terrence Crawford was a fighter for top rank. So his contract was over November of 2021. So at that point, everybody figured once he fought Sean Porter, the Earl Spence and, and, and Terrence Crawford fight was, was set. Well, keep in mind that same year, Earl Spence was recovering from, from the eye surgery that he had. So he hadn't had a fight yet. So let's say at the end of the year of 2021, Earl Spence announced that he was getting ready to fight Udanis Ugas. And in that fight, he would capture the third belt, which would, would take place April of uh, this year, 2022. So Terrence Crawford hasn't fought since November of 2021. Yeah. So if this is the guy where y'all getting ready to the, determine welterweight supremacy, and he has a fight scheduled for April, you've been on the shelf, you know, at this time, and he doesn't have a promoter, you could have been took a tuna fight. But what you were doing, you was holding on to your WBO belt, I guess, waiting for Earl Spence. So Earl Spence got all three belts. You got the last belt. From my point of view, this is just my point of view, what he's doing and what he did was stalling him out. He, it looks like to me he didn't want Earl Spence to get the opportunity to be an undisputed champion, something he was at 140. That's why you got the negotiation starting from June to where we at right now. And we have no fight. Hey, let me present a counterpoint. Go ahead. Put yourself in um, Crawford's uh, shoes. Okay. So you're Crawford. Let me okay. set the scenario up. You went pro in, I think, 2005. You were with top rank mm -hmm. since you've been like 20, 21 years old. Top okay. rank, top rank only. You, Crawford, feel like you have been getting, have been getting played by um, top rank, not getting the money you, you were supposed to get. You just don't like the deal that you were in since you've been 20, 21 years all this time. Okay. You finally get out of that deal. No promoter. You can negotiate on your own. This is the biggest fight. This is the biggest payday that you can get. You start talking to P uh, PBC slash Al Heyman trying to, to negotiate, Showtime trying to negotiate. Mm -hmm. You get to them. They try to give you what we heard was a 65-35 split, which... You know, most times it, it comes out to 60-40 at least, you know, for the A and B side when, when two guys are not equal. I've never heard of a 65-35 split, but I'm sure it happens. So they try to hit you with the 65-35. Now, uh, what's his name? A.B. Broner is saying PBC is going broke. They don't pay. They promise guaranteed money, and then after the fight, they don't pay your money. So that's the, the, the news about the PBC. The, the money is, is funny. Now, keep in mind, you're still Crawford and you're negotiating with these people. So you get all the way to the end. You say, okay, I'll take that 65-35. No guaranteed money. But I just want to know what the expenses are. So you don't try to play me and say, we made $50 million, but we had $30 million in expenses. And you don't tell me what the expenses are. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, you've been you felt like you've been getting played since you've been 20 with top rank and you just want to see the books. You want to know the business. Mm -hmm. So you try to work it out with them, try to make the biggest fight. I don't believe um, 
anybody at this level is afraid of afraid to fight anybody. You know, they've been doing this since they were kids. I don't think Crawford is afraid of Spence. I think it was just the business was not right. So they get all the way to the end. And like you said, he hasn't had a fight in a year or more. Now he feels like he needs a tune-up fight. So I feel like, from my point of view, he was negotiating with them, learning all the tricks of the trade, all the lingo that he probably didn't know because he was with top rank and didn't have access to the behind-the-scenes negotiations. So basically, he collected a bunch, bunch of data, got down to the end. He said, okay. Then at the end, they said they want to push the fight off until – first quarter next year 2023 so to me Crawford said okay I need a, a tune-up fight I just downloaded all this free data from the PBC and Al Heyman you don't get to talk to Al Heyman if you're not signed with Al Heyman or if you're not a promoter which he doesn't have a promoter he's not signed with uh, with the PBC so he got all this data now from Showtime and the PBC and he needs a tune-up fight why not go somewhere and get a guaranteed independent check Take that check, take this easy fight, tune up fight, and then go back to the table next year and negotiate with them. I think that's how it's gonna play out. If 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 a outside third party source come in and, and, and they send me an offer of $10 million, but I'll have you saying I'll have me offer me a 65 35, uh, no guarantee. What I'm gonna do is run that right back to uh Al Hayman. That's a part of the negotiation tactic. That could have happened. He could have ran it back. But so keep in it, mind, it, you don't believe the PBC. The money is sounding funny now. They just put on the fight this month with Deontay Wilder. Do you but believe Showtime? And then Showtime just just did the the Jake Jake Paul and um Silver yesterday. That's show. That's not the PBC though. That's, that's not PBC. But Showtime is okay. Showtime's okay. Who is the lead, who is the lead promoter? In the fight, Jake Paul is is his own promoter. Okay, but but Showtime is the money. Al Heyman is just a manager with the PBC. That's just the brand. He's he's a manager. He I, he. They're putting up the money. Also, they're they're guaranteeing the purses. So so if you're a PBC fighter, it would be Al Heyman that would guarantee you the money, right? What they would yeah. do is charge charge Showtime the 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 right because. PPC doesn't have probably like a boxer license or something like that. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they don't really do shows on their own outside of like the Fox brand. Mm -hmm. So they have, a, they have like a network deal, but if I'm Terrence Crawford and I'm being offered this non guarantee and I get a BLK prime trying to send me 10,000, me $10 million, I'm going to run that back to Earl, Earl Spence and his team just so they can counter. Now if they don't counter. Okay. We, we done. But we've been talking from June to October. Man, I'm not going to keep going back and forth to you about, about this. Either you're going to give me what I asked for or you're not. By August, we done talking. Because you got to remember, Terrence Crawford came into the negotiation saying it was going to be 50-50. So how you end up with no guarantee? Or 65-35? To yeah. me, the, the BLK offer, the BLK prime offer just didn't happen overnight. That's something they, they've been planning on. You just can't book no, no stadium in this hometown. And then you're going to guarantee me $10 million from, from a card that, man, they ain't never had no card that, of that magnitude. So, you know what I'm saying? It's an independent card. Would I trust that or would I trust PBC? 
But money talks, though. The thing is, the PBC, well, well, that Errol Spence fight is not going anywhere. Long as long as both of them don't lose, he can fight. If the PBC said, okay, these are the terms, take it or leave it. But now it's too late. We can't do November. We have to do first quarter next year. So what do you do? Do you take a chance and go try to make this money with BLK Prime? Or do you just sit around and wait on the PBC? I think he doesn't. I think what he did, I think what he did is try to make sure that they couldn't do a card at the end of the year and he got him one. So Earl Spence is really way more than like 147. So if you try to keep him at that weight, you're basically trying to weight train him. Terrence Crawford coming up in weight. So you think he's trying to play Spence, get him weak, basically. That's exactly what I think he's doing. You in that negotiation when you see it's not going your way. If you start in June, you in that negotiation in August. If 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 we not if we not hitting the same, if we're not on the same levels. If I came, if I came in thinking we was gonna get 50-50 and, and and get some guaranteed money, if I agree to that, then we fighting. You know what I'm saying? If if I agree, then I'm gonna say, I want you to pay me from the gross. I don't need to look at all your books. I just need you to pay me from the gross. Whatever you gross, you give me 35% from that. Then y- y'all do whatever y'all got to do for y'all expenses. But you pay me from the gross. We're going to agree or disagree t- on that terms. But other than that, we got to fight. I ain't going to... That $10 million sound good right about now. But the Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford fight going to make more than that. You're going to make more money in that fight. Is but it? They, th- they throwing that number out there to make it feel good. You know, for old boy ducking. That's just my personal opinion. But question: Is there really a clamoring for this fight other outside of boxing purists? Because I don't think there is. I don't yes, think sir. anyone really care. I don't think anyone outside of boxing purists cares about this fight. Yes and no. People in their hometown do care for it. That fight was still just like just like any other fight. It, it, you know, it's 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 okay. for one of the most prestigious boxing divisions welterweight outside of the, the heavyweight division you know but neither, one of these, but neither one of these dudes have a following like that this isn't Earl, pacquiao this isn't pacquiao mayweather no nah, they're not as big hearns, this isn't leonard hearns this is two good fighters who haven't lost meeting each other yeah these dudes, I, I would say it's on the same level hearns wasn't as, as big as crawford you think Hearns you say is big? It's on the same level as what? Leonard and Hearns. No, it's not. Yeah, I would, think it, I, would, I would think it is because if you look around, no, Earl, Earl, Earl Spence has fought in multiple arenas and did great numbers. And so has Crawford. Now, they don't Neither pull one. no 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 big pay-per-view numbers, but that fight going to sell. That fight going to be big. Neither one of these dudes are on either one of the – either one or Hearns. Like Hearns, Hearns Leonard one was one of the biggest fights ever. So I this agree. fight, this, this fight, this fight does not come close to that. I, I agree, but Thomas Hearns was only a Detroit fighter. It wasn't like he was going to Atlanta or California selling out arenas. He was only fighting in Detroit. I mean, but during that time, where where were fights at? If you weren't fighting in, in Las Vegas. Because I don't think like New York wasn't like 
fighting at the garden and shit like that. Nah, uh, it was it was it, you. It, the big only the big fights were in Vegas. No, Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard fought in Montreal, and Sugar Ray Leonard got paid a million dollars for his first fight, and that wasn't no champion. He got paid a million dollars because he was an Olympic guy. Exactly. Exactly. He was a he was the gold medal champion, gold medalist out of the Olympics. So he, he had was not, a name, and he was not undefeated when when Leonard and Hearns fought. He Who? already lost to Duran. Who? Leonard. No. Yes, he no. was. No. Leonard had already lost to Duran. No. That was, that was no. not two undefeated fights. I'm telling you. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Just Google no. it. Somebody Google. It. So you, so you, so you, so you think Leonard was undefeated when he fought when he fought Hearns? Yeah. And then he lost to Duran later. Yeah. No, he lost. lost to to, he lost to Duran first. Got his title back. Then he fought Hearns. It took Hearns' title, but that was nah. not two undefeated. That was not two undefeated champions. Yeah, he wasn't. A, that's that's how he beat. That's how he beat Hearns. He had already been in the war with Duran. He lost to Duran first yeah, in nine, June nineteen eighty. Once he once he been in that war with Duran, he was able to take Thomas Hearn into a war. Who had all he was doing was knocking people out. He had never been in a war before. We still again beside the point. Neither one of these fighters. They're not as popular. I'm I think to tell, they, they I'm don't have, to tell they you don't Terrence have Crawford pool. has a Terrence Crawford has a bigger following than Thomas Hearns ever had. He's fought on he fought on two major networks from HBO to ESPN. Hearns didn't really fight probably like all Hearns fight wasn't wasn't on no major network. But I'm a I'm a Hearns, I'm a Hearns fan. But, but so basically, is, so basically it was it was Sugar Ray Leonard versus a guy. That what you saying? Not not as a fight fan, as a fight fan, I would know who Thomas Hearns was. But outside of that, people didn't know who Thomas Hearns was. He had no no marketability behind. Oh, it. So, so so when did he get marketability? I don't even know if the hitman ever really had any. I never seen. Well, I don't live in Detroit. Oh, next topic. Next topic. If you gonna sit here, if you gonna sit here and say. That Thomas Hearns never had any marketability. Come on, I mean, man. That's... What what commercial have you seen him on? You ever seen him on a commercial? Commercial? Remember... Come on now. We're talking boxing. We're talking boxing now. Sugar Ray Leonard had commercials in the nineteen seventies and eighties. If, if it wasn't Sugar Ray or Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard had multiple commercials. Who? Sugar Ray Leonard had multiple commercials. I just said, if it's not Sugar Ray Leonard or Muhammad Ali. A boxer ain't ha- you 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 ain't you ain't doing that. Sir, that ain't what you're my, looking for. You proving my point, Rodney. You proving my point. What what am I? What 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 you, point am I? So point? you basically saying if he wasn't on no commercial, how marketable was he? Boxing is a boxing is not a sport that you just gonna fall into. You you either gotta love it or you or you don't. It's not boxing. It's not the, people don't fall in love with boxers because of commercials. They fall in I'm love saying. with boxers in the ring. That's that's how they fall in love with boxers in the ring, not because they did a fucking commercial. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if if you take today's time and you go back in time, Terrence Crawford is just as big as as, as uh Thomas Hearns is. The dude been on multiple talk shows trying to sell himself. 
So yeah, he's just he's just I, respect, I, I, I just I just say I respectfully disagree with, with, with your with with that. Uh, no problem. Chime in. No, what about so is in this in this too, is Earl Spence the bigger name of these two? Yeah, yeah, he sells more okay seat tickets. All right, cool. All right. I think I think Rodney has a point. Um uh, I mean I'm you know I'm not trying to reopen this, but you know, the word is top rank was basically subsidizing um Crawford, like guaranteeing his money and losing money on his fights because it wasn't selling it well. But you know, when it happens, we'll see. But he ain't no baby, man. He he re-signed with top rank, you know, and he started off with another promotion company. So they built his ass out several times. He ain't no baby. You know, you're a grown man. You don't like Crawford. I, it's not <laughs> that I don't like him. I like the dude. He could fight. But I'm not going to put him as one of the greatest when he hasn't had one good competitive fight. That's a knock on him, too. He doesn't hasn't fought nah. you know, any tough competition. Not at all. What's that last fight he had? Um, Sean Porter. Porter. Would you, Sean would you Porter. say that's his toughest they fight? friends, man. They was friends. That's not even his toughest fight. That's probably his biggest name that's person. The biggest name. That's the biggest name he's yeah. ever fought. Yeah, but not even the toughest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's let's go on to topic number three. Well, Cedric fall asleep over there. This <laughs> <laughs> box of talk. <laughs> Who is better than Dr. Dre? That's hard. DJ Premier. Name a song. Let's get right what? into it. Throw out a song where he was better than Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is a sampler. He's he's very he's very creative, but he's a sampler. I think I think DJ Premier is more creative. Now, if you're going to say if if you want me to pin a song, then of course not because you're gonna have, you know, Dre got songs that's gonna ring from now until the end of time. But to me personally, I, I would take I'll take DJ Premier over Dr. Dre. So the question is like, who's better than Dre? From what aspect are you saying? Just from a producing, or are you saying just gangster rap producing? What hip hop, R and B? However you want to take it, I'm saying Dr. Dre is the gold standard. When you, when people talk, they talk about his perfectionism, um, his sonics, the way he started, fell off, came back, fell off, came back. His resilience, you know, first billionaire in rap. So it can be from the producer uh, aspect or from a, a song aspect, however you want to take keep, it. Let's keep it producer. Let's keep okay, it just so, let's just keep so, it producing music. So beat for beat producing. I say Teddy Riley. I can see that. I say yeah. Teddy Riley. If if not, if if not uh DJ Premier, I say Teddy Riley. Uh that no diggity. I thought Dre made that beat back in the days. Just because he was rapping on it, yeah, it sounded like a Dre beat. Yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was a Dre beat, but yeah, Teddy Teddy Riley, he he has a collective. He had a run with Big Daddy Kane and Kumo D and and all them kind of eighty early ninety kind of guys and stuff like that. Slick Rick, uh, Cutting Fresh. Yeah, none of them. None of the, none of his none of his beats sound the same. You know what I'm saying? Like if you cut his catalog. You'll be shocked that, that he made those beats and stuff like that. And, and he got hits from an R&B standpoint. You know, he just don't have any kind of 
gangster rap on his on his uh resume, but but I would go with I would go with Teddy Riley. It's an interesting thing about you say about Ter- Teddy Riley. I was listening. Were you listening to uh Babyface on uh the Breakfast Club? Nah, I ain't get I, I saw it, but I didn't get around to it. So they was talking about the verses. They were talking about uh the verses between Babyface and Teddy Riley. Babyface said Teddy Riley was supposed to annihilate him, basically. Yeah. Because he has so much stuff. He just didn't yep. know how, I guess didn't know how to play it or didn't know mm-hmm. how, you know, what songs to play when and where. But he, he was he, and I thought that was unique that he gave him so such high praise that That's a fact. He said he would have just he would have killed him. So all he had to do was keep it or uh keep it hip hop. <laughs> and he could have beat him. Yeah, Teddy Who? Riley. Keep it yeah, keep it hip hop. Like so, you know the verses. You you play a song, I play a song. If he would have followed with a good hip hop beat that he made, it would have forced Babyface to come with with an R and B song or something like that. What y'all got to refresh me now? What give me give me some Teddy Riley hip hop stuff other than the show and all that shit from the eighties? Give me give me some give me some else other than no diggity. I mean, no diggity is a fucking sample, but okay. It's still a good, still a good ass beat, a, a good okay. song. Rump okay, yeah, Rump Shaker. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> hey, but but if you baby, if you Babyface, how you count? How Cut you counting those two songs? No, 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 no. Let's not talk Babyface and countering. Just give me this, just, just, just make uh, the pepper me with hip hop Teddy Riley beats. You have to probably go deep album because he did stuff like for Heavy D. I go to work. Uh, is that Big Daddy Kane? Yeah, I go yeah, to work. I go to work. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so a lot of New Jack Swing shit is yeah, what I'm hearing. He the founder of New Jack Swing. His R and B stuff to me is probably way better than yeah. the rap stuff. Yeah, he, yeah, he don't. The Bobby yeah. Brown stuff, Michael Jackson stuff. But you got to understand that before Teddy Riley, I ain't gonna say before around the same time you had Molly Moore, and his beats. Are different. They're James Brown sample, whereas Teddy Riley beats have more of a funky hi hat to it. Like they they beat different. So Dre wasn't in the competition at that time when he went up against like Molly Marl and kind of took the crown for you know because those producers back in the day they was doing whole albums. They wouldn't just do no no one single. They they'll do the, the your entire album. You know what I'm saying? So are we looking at we? So we looking at Dre as a hip hop producer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought we was just doing produce. That's why I was asking. No, no, no. The, the question is, who's better than Dre? So how are we how are we categorizing Dr. Dre? Are we are we characterizing him as just a producer of music, or are we looking at him as a hip hop producer? Sounds like Dr. a producer of music. Yeah, producer of music. But that's 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 going against him. That's an, I mean that's he can't be better than a lot of those guys. If you're gonna say producer of music, because he doesn't do that much R and B and and pop and all that, so I think if we're gonna say who better than Dre, we need to keep it in a hip hop perspective. Because I mean, other than Michelle A, and what 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 uh, what R and B. Mary J. Blige, uh, the chick Truth Hurts. He got a couple of. Uh, he got a couple of. He R&B got one stuff. song with Mary J. Blige, right? Truth hurts. He got, truth hurts. 
um, I want to say Tony Braxton, uh, like a slower song. Michelle, gotta have Michelle. Uh, no, I already said Michelle. Oh, okay, like we, we know he did Michelle, he mm-hmm. had the truth hurts, and he did a song with Mary J. But you know, we're talking three, you know, three instances versus other guys who have entire catalogs of RB producing. So I think it would it, to be it would be more fair of a conversation if you keep it to a hip hop produ- productions thing with Dre, because that's that's where his that's where he made his bones at with in hip hop. But to me, I to, I guess I'm looking at it like this: a, a good beat picker and a good producer can do both. That's where I'm at. I say keep it music because if because he wanted to work on some R and B, I don't mean to cut y'all. Yeah, you know it's gonna come out right. Right. Which, I, I, and I think that's I think that's where Teddy Riley, Dre, have even Kanye, they can do both. They're they're just good producers like that. Kanye has good R and B songs and good hip hop songs, just like no Dre has. Saying, no one's saying he couldn't do it, but he made his bones at hip hop. That doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't matter. That's not unfair to Dre that he doesn't have more R and B. That's you know what I'm saying? Like should Dre? But I mean that is because. He doesn't compare to people. Well, to well, the people you're comparing them to, they don't have. I guess it evens out because the people you're comparing them to, they don't have the catalog on the hip hop side that he has. But if if you're doing like a a producer's uh, verses, right, where it's just the instrumental, it doesn't matter if you choose an R and B beat. If I got more hip hop, I'm coming with my fast shit to to your slow hi-hat whatever but you you know what i'm saying if it's a producer's battle which is what th- i thought this question was about I'm no, it, wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't the question is who's better than drake yeah so i my, my vote is teddy riley my mm-hmm. vote is teddy riley i think he's a jack of all trade just like Dre that can sing that can rap that that can produce a r&b song that could produce a hip-hop song he just don't have the hardcore hip-hop like dre has but you know that's my vote. All right, Ryan, you said um, DJ Premier. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare. Like me personally, I don't put Dr. Dre and Teddy Riley in the same thing. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I wouldn't put them in the same. I would keep Dre strictly in the hip hop producer uh, lane, and for me, I think. Um, I think uh I think Premier, I like Premier better. Um yeah, I like Premier better. All right, I'm gonna narrow it down uh for you guys. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna give you the producer, rapper, and a song. So at this point in time you know everybody has a run but this point in time it was for me somebody i would say was better than dr dre for a song or a period was um dj quick uh born and raised in compton is a classic song it's probably 30 years old now but every time you hear it it still sounds fresh and new so at that point i would put dj quick in that song and other songs he did up against dr dre and say he was he could hold his own uh Cedric, you have anything? Um, you know, to me, I personally think it so Dr. Dre, 
the thing about Dr. Dre is it's so long and it's so extensive of a, of a catalog. So for longevity wise, I think he's going to be the GOAT. However, I do think like Kanye, when Kanye was at his height, I think he was probably the best hip hop producer. I mean, he got hits for everybody across plus his own hits. So I think during that time where Kanye was at the top, he couldn't be touched. I think he was better than Dre. I think Dre stands the test of time because he works so long and his catalog is so extensive. But pound for pound, at the height, best for best, I think Kanye is probably the best hip-hop producer ever, in my opinion. I can see that. I can see that. Kanye I ain't got nothing bad to say on that one. That's that's a yeah, that's a tough one. Kanye was able to to, and he's not done yet. He was able to get, you know, older '90s, 2000s era rappers together and get them to create music. He was able to work with the new guys. He still is mm-hmm. with the new generation, make good music. So I can see that point. Man, he got like we went time, Jerry. You say he got. All these hip hop thugs doing gospel, you know what I'm saying? Yep. He dope, you know. He tricked them into making a gospel album. Yeah, that's a funny. Good. That's funny when you said that. That really opened my eyes and made me go back into that that album and and, and listen to it more because everybody really was curving their stuff. You know what I'm saying for that album? Out of respect, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, yeah. And and the music comes out. You hear it, Dr. Dre. You know, probably has ten thousand songs we never heard before. Yeah. Okay. So that was a good one. That's something we can build we on. We forgot about world class wrecking crew too. <laughs> yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How much of that is people listening to? Hey, I don't know, but shit, we forgot about where he started. <laughs> where you turn off the lights. <laughs> All right, let's go to topic number four. This is a general topic. Anything else? Anything? On your mind that you think would be interesting that you want to bring up. Don't force it if you don't have anything. We can move on. What's going on with Kanye? Here we go. Oh, you know, that's interesting. Um, you know, all of that. I know we had a little we went back and forth to this on our, you know, about him losing that Adidas deal and him not mm-hmm. being a billionaire anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, all of it is kind of paper. You know, uh, net worth paper like that, but remember, that's that's crazy though, man. He, he's unraveling to me right in front of our eyes. He's like unraveling. He's losing it. You know, he's losing it. And I know he's good. He got enough money to be good, man. But he's just like super unstable. Lost all the endorsements. His 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 um, agency, his sports agency, everybody jumping ship. I mean, for him for him to do all of that, and now it's starting to unravel. I mean, it's just crazy to me, man. He, he's losing Losing I agree. He, he kind of half-hearted apologized today or yesterday. But mm-hmm. uh, He apologized for the George Floyd stuff. But the, I didn't read the apology, but on the back end, the article said he, he still was with that anti, anti-Semitic stuff. So he's still kind of playing around with fire. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, think he's I think- done. I, I think he can come back. I know he can. If you think about it, besides the Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence stuff, this is this shit has been talked about in the news on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's been publicized. You know what I'm saying? He has so much attention going going towards him at this point. 
if he was selling some, it would definitely sell out. How do y'all feel about that, man? Like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, you know, he makes these dispersion remarks about our culture, blacks, George Floyd, slavery was a choice. And, you know, n- nobody really backs out of his deal. Nobody backs out. Adidas, there you went, go. Adidas yep. went acting crazy. Balenciaga went acting crazy. With, you know, now mm-hmm. he pulled Jewish. Some yep. you know, Semitic words come into play. Now everybody want to pull deals. You know, it makes me I feel mean, some man it make me that make me feel some kind of way about you know like <laughs> we weren't taken serious you know like what he was saying about black people wasn't taken as serious as it was you know the stuff he was saying about other races and cultures so what y'all feel about that i just feel like the bigger picture is this we we didn't do business with him to cut cut ties and stuff like that you know what i'm saying even though he was, he was shitting on our culture and stuff it wasn't like he had a top black business deal and they was like, oh, because you said that about slavery, we, we're, we're going to end our endorsement deal with you. Gotcha. None of that. You know what I'm saying? So that wasn't affecting them. So they didn't cut ties with them. Okay. But, that, but, but, but that's the issue is that yeah, the issue is we're marginalized. Like our thing, like whatever affects us doesn't matter. Yep. To the point of canceling anyone. Well, in a way, because because it, it if somebody's on a hot mic and they say the n word, you know they'll lose their job. You know people will kind of back out of sponsorship. So you you see it a little bit, but for the most part, if you say something about Jews or gays, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's, it's a, a fact. Rap. You 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 hey. about to lose. You about to lose. You better. Try to you know make amends because you're about to lose some shit. You better go um, to rehab and get to apologize. Yeah. Or so, whatever you got pushing ain't, ain't about to get pushed to its fullest. So with Kanye, I'm kind of I'm really I'm really I don't I'm I don't I really don't want to fuck with this dude. Well, I really no, I I check that back. I don't fuck with this dude because of the shit he says, because he just does to me he just does shit for himself to benefit himself and i think i said it on other on other episodes like he 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 seeks that validation from white folks i don't give a fuck what what you say he 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 see he wants to be sitting at the table with these with, with, with white people and when he doesn't get that he wants to play the victim he wants to play the black card he wants to be like he's being uh you know like okay because he's black he can't be you know they they doing this to him they doing that to him but if they embrace him and say come on in Kanye then you know he he right there sitting shoulder to shoulder with him he all happy he everything's groovy but you know when they when you know when it ain't when it ain't when it ain't good then he wants to be like oh okay yeah because I'm a black man, this is what's happening, and he wants to play the victim role, man. I don't, and I'm just at the point where I don't fuck with dude. Like I don't care one way or other what happens to him because he made his bid, so he can lie in it for his uncle's concern. Yep. All right. Let's move on to topic number five. We have any NFL or NBA uh, talk? Any talking points about the leagues? 
Can we get a, a game check? What's the score of the game right now? 21-7 Buffalo. Okay. I figured that's going to be ugly. Quick. And Gabe Davis ain't caught a fucking pass, so my fantasy is in the trash. <laughs> who, who, who you say? Gabe Gabriel Davis. Oh, okay. Hey, my Lakers. I hate them. <laughs> Lakers terrible. 0-5. They playing right now. They might be ready to go 0-6. They play in Denver, so I think they will be on six. Yeah. So what do you think they need to do, Sid? If, 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 so if I'm making you the GM, what you, what you doing? What kind of moves you making? Trey LeBron. That's the only thing you're gonna do. I mean, I'm a so I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Laker fan first. I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm a Laker fan. The only way we're gonna make the team better is ship him out. You know, because he's way he's he's better than anybody on our teams at at forty. You know what I'm saying? He's better than he's better than everybody else. He's the only asset that we can move to a different team, and they'll be willing to give up something for him because he'll help them win a championship. But why? But but why would they? To counterpoint, like as good as he's playing, LeBron got what two years left? Yeah. Uh huh. So unless I'm who, unless I'm somebody that's on the precipice of winning a championship. It's plenty. Why would I trade for them? It's plenty of those though. How right is uh, you know, we got Phoenix. They they'll win a championship right away. Phoenix. Says screen so, froze up. Huh? <laughs> screen froze froze up. Oh. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, no, but what I was but what I was saying was like, uh. And LeBron at this age, he got two years max to play. Who are the and they, you know said mentioned Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Uh, so who are the contenders? The Clippers, uh, Golden State, uh, Milwaukee. Like those are the teams that are in the title hunt right now, and I can't see any of them even needing LeBron. So someone that would tr- like, so I, I I can't see someone that who who would who would trade for him, knowing that they only gonna get two years from him, and if I'm not right there to win a championship in the next year or two, you know why why would I give up anything for LeBron? I, I think I, would, I think I think Anthony Davis is the play, but he you know he damaged. Yeah, if if you trade LeBron, I would I would think you would send him back to Cleveland. I would think he would want to retire as a Cleveland Cavalier, Cavalier where he started more so than a Laker. I think, you know, the city of Los Angeles do, doesn't see him as a real Laker, even though he, he won a championship, you know. All they know is Magic, Kareem, and, and, and Kobe, you know. Well, why would I – if I'm Cleveland, why would I trade for him? Because I, I got a young nucleus already that's, that's building towards something – and it's tried and proven that LeBron doesn't play well with young players. Yeah, that's a that that that's a fact. I mean, you would you would think that that he would be a good mentor, but that's not his steez. He he's not trying to play with no young no young cats like that. Well, you know that that's so his steez. Like the thing is, with young players, what are you wait you waiting on them to develop? So his clock is ticking. He don't have 
three or four years to wait for someone to develop and eventually become that 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 great player he has to win right now so and 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 but to be fair though he kind of had that damn mentality at a young age you know it that would that necess, that wasn't necessarily his mentality later later in his career he had that going on younger when early in his career where he didn't play with younger players he 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 preferred to play with a older player so yeah, just, it's not Cleveland Miami I just can't no nah, he Miami's never gonna he's never going to Miami again <laughs> my, my bad my bad not fucking with him what I was what I was saying is it's so many teams that can win right now with him and they'll they probably wouldn't mind giving up a few picks or some late round, some next, some young talent for a chance to get a championship. I mean, it's probably four or five teams in each league on each side that'll give whatever Ooh. to get them. Huh? You, you think he'll do? You think he'll do good in this, with 76ers? Yeah, I mean, you can put LeBron on any team in the league. Like he'll fit with any team in the league. He's just that good. He really is. The Celtics. Ooh. The Celtics. Oh, Yep, he can fit with LeBron. I mean, a big man with with Jalen Brunt with Jalen. I mean, but, I, but think is, I think there's one team he don't fit, and that's Golden State. But he, no, he he'll fit, he'll fit with Golden State. I don't think he will. But they, they aren't you going to aren't you going to have to give up your team to no. get him? No, you can give up young. You can give up young, young a player, a really good player, and picks. I mean, because the Lakers gonna have to rebuild, man. They just they can't. They gonna have to rebuild. Well, they don't have picks, right? They all, all they got is some first rounders from what 27, 29, whatever. The Lakers got 27 and the 29. But that's what I'm saying. If I if the Lakers gonna do something, they're gonna have to get rid of LeBron and, t- and get picks for him. You gotta rebuild from the beginning. And I don't know if you can rebuild around AD. You can't. I don't, I don't think you can. So so said is your theory get rid of LeBron and build with Westbrook? No, my, no, Westbrook is gone next year for sure. Okay, Le- LeBron is your only tradable asset. Okay, I follow that. I like follow I, that. there's about, I mean, you think of the team. You put LeBron on probably any team in the NBA. They a playoff team or a championship team. Any I team. Agree. I agree. Even the Sacramento Kings, they they'll 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 get you to that that last spot. I mean, I, he's just that good. And the Lakers that terrible right now. I mean, they they bad. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't if I'm if I'm another team, I'm not trading for LeBron. You gonna have to you gonna have to basically give me LeBron. I don't know, man. I think I you think he'll help you. The Lakers gonna have to basically your, give him to me. I think he'll help. I'm not, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. No, I'm not giving up first round picks for him. So like so like if you're if you are if you are Boston. Uh-huh. And you got a first round pick. Uh-huh. And you telling me I can get LeBron. When I'm win now, I can get LeBron if I give up two of my picks or if I give up one pick and like Jalen Brown. I'll do that. You do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'll do that. Or you, you can just say what you got and you was fucking a few turnovers from winning the damn championship last year. Like I, I get it, I but mean, when, but your 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 chances of winning goes up so much higher. Do. So much higher with LeBron on your team, man. I mean, I would, I like, nah. I, I, I think it's the Brady effect. I think it's I the Tom Brady it. effect. I wouldn't do it. Dude, I, 
I, but that's the only way my team, the Lakers, gonna get out of it, man. That's, that's the only way. If All they, right. on the business side, if they dump Levant, LeBron, maybe a stupid question, but what do you think that does to the ticket sales in the short term and long term? So the, the thing about the Lakers is they just one of those, they one of those anchor kind of franchises. They like, um, you know, they like the Yankees. They like, so they make a lot of TV money. They make and it's just like Cowboys. They like got a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. So. While it would hurt, it would be a tick down. It wouldn't destroy them. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't destroy them at all. They'll still be a cornerstone franchise. You know, the league needs the Lakers to be good. And right now, the only thing that's good about the Lakers is they got LeBron. But how, how far is he away from um, Kareem score? Uh... He should hit it this year. You know, he should definitely hit it this year. Probably right at the. Right after, right after All Star break, somewhere around there, okay. yeah. if you keep on the same pace yet. But yeah, but the the Lakers are doomed. They, <laughs> they, 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 I mean, and they've been doomed. They've been doomed since Kobe. Um, you know, they were bad with Kobe, his last five years, and they made. You know, people can talk about you know how Levant. Uh, Lonzo, how he's a good player. That was a bad draft pick by Magic drafting yeah. Lonzo Ball. That yeah. was a bad draft pick. Um, and then they got Brandon Ingram. They traded him to get AD. Mm-hmm. So, so they got a championship, but they're fucked for the next, you know, for a while because mm-hmm. they. Because I know what you're saying. You know, yeah, it would make sense to trade LeBron, but I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. Uh, you can't trade Anthony Davis because, you know, people going to – people. I think Anthony Davis is who he is right now. He's never going to be better than what he is. He's never going to be better than he was two years ago. Mm-hmm. He's, only going, he's only going down. So, you know, ain't nobody really going to give up nothing for him. So what can you, you just you 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 it's you can't do nothing. Yeah, you need an ultimate rebuild. You, you do. You need an you need an ultimate rebuild, or we just gotta start we gotta start winning games. But, but that's I, not what LA does though. Yeah, I, I I understand that. They need a star. It's it's the Lakers. You need a star for the Lakers. Right. Just you gotta have a star. But if they if they do make the one deal with Indiana. I mean, it makes them a playoff team, but I don't know if that's even good enough, you know, just to be a playoff team. Buddy Hill makes them a playoff team. A Buddy playoff. Hill, Buddy Hill, and that uh, and that other backup, that that backup big makes them a makes them a playoff team. I don't know because I the Lakers are they're bad. They can't shoot. They can't, they can't shoot. shoot worth the shit. They can't shoot a lick. <laughs> you see Patrick Beverly out there hitting them three. <laughs> Trying, man. But have y'all? Have, I know we all grew up watching a certain kind of basketball. Mm-hmm. Y'all sit through one of you, you, you nah, realize nope. the game is sixty percent shooting threes the whole game, man. Hey, that, you got you got to you got to you got to get at to Steph Curry. He really changed the game. Yeah, but not in a not necessarily in a good way though. I, I, I ain't say that. I, but yeah. he changed the game. But but back when I used to when I used to play ball, and once I got uh. I mean, it probably been, I don't know, 10 years or more since I played ball. But I saw it on a fucking 
YMCA level. Like I'm used to motherfucking playing, you know, pick and roll, ball movement. Mm-hmm. And it's just first cat, first cat get the ball behind three point line shoot. Dude, it's crazy. It's like, what are we doing? Like, crazy, like you know, man, like so it's it, it's it's infiltrated from the the top of the NBA all the way down to rec ball. It's People bad. just shoot threes. It's bad, man. It's, it's bad. Us. All right, what's going on with uh, what's going on with Tom Brady? Y'all think he over with? I think it's I, yeah. I think so. I think yeah. it's time. it's it's really it, it's really time. He he don't got it no more, man. Brady so, to me was the this, go- this is this is kind of I want to ask a question, kind of on your deep thought question. Would you continue to play the game that you love? That's all you know. Or would you try to save your family, your marriage, and walk away from the game? It was something else going on other than that. I was thinking the same thing too. So it's something else going on because me playing football, you know, like he ain't gonna continue to play football knowing that okay, like shit, let me get this up and and, and check it, you know. Check this chick out and see what's going on with her. There had to have been something else going on. It to me, it was like, man, fuck this, man. I ain't finna be around this broad no more. Let me go play some ball. <laughs> Let me go play football so I can be away from her ass for you know six months or whatever. You know, <laughs> it had to be something else, man. Because I don't, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's something that football could drive. Could it? You could you be driven yeah. by something that that much? driven by that it just you know it pries you away from especially after you accomplish so much i can see if you know you ain't did nothing and you like two or three years in the league or something you're trying to prove a point but man you were all you did all that accomplishment you walked out as a champ right right. so i don't know man but to answer the question squeak i don't think i could uh i think my family will come first i really do but who knows man yeah, the guy wired. He wired different, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely wired different. Wired different, man. You think he's coming back next year? Now his family. <laughs> no, I think he comes back one more year. No, he he can't come back because his play. He's now he's at a point where his play Bad. will not sustain it. Mm-hmm. Like but, he like he won't he he won't be in Tampa Bay next year for sure. Mm-mm. But no other team like he can't go anywhere. And and do what he did two years ago. Nah, he can't show up on somebody's team and take them to a championship. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he can convince other teams that his family issues distracted him and give him one more year? Nope. The, the, the tape don't lie. I think I think somebody would trust him, and he and then he a big draw too. You yeah, know, ticket and, sales. Yeah, yeah, he a big draw. So if tape, he, but, but the tape don't lie. I agree. I, I agree, but it, but like Jared said, if he come with a story that hey, I, I just went with it. I had so much stuff going on. I'm sure somebody would take a. Somebody yeah, he could beat out a ton of quarter young quarterbacks. They're not on his level, you know what I'm saying? But see that that but that's not what you're getting Tom Brady for. You're not getting Tom Brady to beat out your third string. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting Tom Brady to to win the championship, and he, he can't do that now. 
think he, well, let, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. He's missing his tight end. A, a, a ton of them damn Tampa Bay receivers dropped the ball a lot. Yeah. Okay, they didn't win last year. Yeah. They, the, didn't, they, they, they didn't win a Super Bowl last year. They won a Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but his his play was his play was on. He was still on top last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah he was bad was, last year. His play was still great. His, last year he was outstanding. But this year, from the beginning, he just ain't been the same dude. Mm-hmm. And we saw that. That's happened. Like Peyton Manning went from, you know, MVP, great season, to falling off a cliff and getting pulled. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we've seen this precedent before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think that I don't I don't think it's Brady is playing like how Peyton Manning was playing at that point. But I do. No. But I do. But I don't think he was. I don't think he's playing that bad. I really no, don't. But, but 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 Peyton Manning didn't go from an MVP to playing bad. It, right. it was a drop off. Right. MVP, he, he he had an MVP season, a um, good, a, a, another good season. Uh-huh. And then he lost he, his. He top. went off a cliff. So this is Brady's. Like Brady had a good season last year. Great season. Good season. Great season. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is yep. his bad season. Next year, off a cliff. Okay. Okay. I just say I don't see it. I don't see. I don't think he's that. Like I don't think he's that bad. I think his team been good. I think they but play. They playing terrible. He's not but... that bad now. Okay. He's not that bad now. But at forty six next year, you think he gonna just bounce back? I yeah, if I'm his, if I'm his age, I'm I'm trying to pull the plug on that. Like I'm, I appreciate the money I'm getting from you. It ain't worth it. Like we just we just we talked about Anderson Silver at forty seven. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Just ain't the same. You're right. Yeah, it, Brady is it's going it's 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 coming. Well, well it's upon us. Mm-hmm. And it's and and it's gonna be LeBron. Yeah. It's gonna be LeBron. I feel that too. It's, it's sooner or later. You know? That's too right. Let me ask a question. Let me put it this way. Somebody as great as LeBron, as great as Brady, don't they deserve to go out on their shield to keep going until a team won't take them? As bad as it gets, as much as they've given, dude gave up his whole family. Don't he, doesn't oh, yeah, he deserve do to keep going? You can, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. Do you fault him for coming back next year, or do you go? No, now that no. somebody gonna pay him for it. Yeah, yeah. if you somebody want to give him twenty million to be a quarterback, shit, take that money. Hey, you divorce. Yeah. <laughs> take that bread. I'm with him. Yeah, take that I bread. That. And and he should. He shouldn't be losing because shit. She had she had money, also. More money. Talking about, talking about Brady, yeah. wife, right? Talking about Brady, yeah. right? Yeah. She was she was worth was probably still worth more than he is. Yeah. So he shouldn't be losing. He yeah. probably should just be paying a little child support on them kids. Probably not even that. They probably just gonna walk, just probably walk away. You know, just here. Yeah. You make your own. Tom Brady gonna be in these streets. Right, <laughs> right. He's gonna be in these Tampa Bay streets. That's where he's gonna be. What's going on? Yeah, that's where he's gonna mess up at. <laughs> okay, let's go into our last. Topic. Wait, wait, wait. Before that, though, we 
We I want to hear about these Rams. <laughs> I want to talk about these Rams before we switch up now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, I we had the we had the, game, we had the game plan today. You saw it. I don't know if y'all saw the game. We had the game plan. The game plan was let McCaffrey score three touchdowns. Take <laughs> no, man. Take God time. Then I, dude, this we I, I can't explain it. Our defense just. We just play so soft, man. Like so soft, so soft. So much zone. We don't attack. They don't have personnel. But yeah. do you? But, but do they have a good defense though? Other no. other, other than Aaron no. Donald, do they have no. a good defense? I know they got Bobby Wagner. I know they got Jalen Ramsey. But other than Donald, who was really an impact play on that defense? Nobody. I mean, they don't play impact style, though, man. They just sit back and, and want you to make a mistake. That's what they do. They send you – you play zone for four quarters of a game. You don't never blitz. You don't never You don't never go man-to-man. And you get, ain't going to win that way. Let, you don't let Aaron Donald win on the line. I mean, Jimmy G stopped back three three steps and he got somebody wide open. How, how is that helping Donald? You know what I'm saying? You got to – Put pressure on it. They just they just in disarray, man. And the league has caught up with Big Vay with that swerpness. And uh <laughs> it's, it's it's tough right now, but, man. But said that's just on the defense the offensive side. It looks you know, they look better, Squeak, because you know, they got some protection today. They finally started getting they getting healthy up front. So they letting, you know, they they're protecting the quarterback a little bit better than what they was doing. Mm-hmm. Right, they, it's still it's still a little ways to go on that. Their their the run game, huh? The cup get hurt today. Yeah, yep. yeah. Ooh. So I don't know what they're gonna up. like next week. That's what happened how to they go to. What happened to Cup? He got his ankle got rolled up on at the end of the game, mm. last play of the game. Mm. They were down thirty-one to seventeen. Well, we gonna talk about that? They just cannot beat the 49ers? They can't. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like we t- we t- I tell my other five other fifth horsemen that's not here, we just a bad matchup, man. Just a bad, they just too physical. It's a bad matchup for us. Well, you got to give credit to Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. It plays and McVeigh plays the game all the end to try to to try to help his defense win. And you playing right into Shanahan's uh, hands. Yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, man. They just – they own us. Like, they own us. They can't beat them. I, I thought the Falcons would have would have kind of made that move. I never thought the 49ers would have made that move. But he's really – he's really going to help that squad out. Yeah. He's going to take so much pressure off Jimmy G. It, it's not funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a good move by them, man. Good move. But they still going to lose in the end. <laughs> <laughs> To the Cowboys, the 49ers. I am not no 49ers fans. Who do you think they're gonna lose to the Cowboys? Probably the Eagles. Eagles, okay, yeah. Eagles gonna go. Uh, they they too tricky for the Cowboys, you know. They too tricky for us, you know. We 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 step up things and stuff, so they too, you know. If now we did Debo not there, I mean, yeah, Debo not there, but when Sanders come back. If Debo got, was there, it embarrassed us. I, I got a question uh, for you, football players. Um, unfortunately, 
I got psyched out to where I didn't end up playing high school ball. But I want to talk to you. I want to talk. I will bring up what Deion Sanders did. Like when he when Deion Sanders came out and walked around the um the field and he walked through the other teams like little lineup. You know, he would line up in the in 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 the huddle. And I don't know if y'all saw it, but you know, some of the, the some of the students, you know, they got on Deion's head and he like, you know, what your whole ass doing over here and shit like that. And everything I read in the comments was like, oh man, this is just such a disgrace that these kids did this and did that. But I looked at it the total 180, like Dion was wrong for walking through them. And they, they tried they tried to spin it like he does this, this is his pregame routine, but that don't make it right. Like you the opposing coach. You got, I mean, you Deion Sanders, and now you come out and you're going to walk right through us, not say nothing. What you expect people to, like, you know, you're getting ready to play a game. Like, you're getting hyped, and now here he come walking through your line like, fuck you doing over here, dude? <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. how did, how, so how to squeak, see, how you, how you, how, how would you all react to that scenario as, 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 as players? Hey, sir. Uh, man, that's that's just super disrespectful. You don't walk through nobody's side of the field. You don't do that. Now, I ain't really see like the tape of it, but I heard about it. But no, that's that's disrespectful. Uh, I don't care who you are. You know, especially you practicing on the side of the field. You're doing your warm ups. You know, that's that's cause for to get somebody hurt, man. Go coming through your drill. You know, you really don't even let your teammates come through your different types of drills. You know, it's the time to focus. So I'm with I'm with them, you know, going at Dion for that, my my opinion. Yeah. You know, at the end he was felt disrespected. You know, normally when your your school is having a homecoming, you bring a winnable team to beat them. You don't bring them okay, undefeated team to, to to your homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to get that win for the alumni, the, the current class, and all this. So, so he was like, "Oh, they bringing us here? They they think we, we they think we ain't ready." You know what I'm saying? So that's basically what he was doing. So two wrongs don't make no right. You know, prime time. That's yeah. my boy. I, I I like him. That was very disrespectful. That was wrong. Now he could have played it off if he would have went over there and told them, um, "Y'all y'all y'all ready?" You know, if if he would have smoothed it over on that on that level, but he didn't. So, but but really, he shouldn't even be. They shouldn't even be. He shouldn't be talking to them anyway. Nah, he, like they, he should, should. they shouldn't. Even, there shouldn't be any mingling, like mingling or whatsoever. Like so, the video, like he comes out of the tunnel, and he walks like they're in their end zone, and he walks right through them. Yeah, no way. And around, so you know he could have easily, you know, walked in front of the end zone, you know, just not to, you know, go through them. But he walked right through him. Um, so yeah, I, it was just, it was just amazed me like how people see that. Like everyone, like all the comments I saw about the video was like the disrespect that the kids showed to Dion. But I'm like, nah, Dion disrespected them by just them and the team by just walking through their huddle, their line like that. Like, come on, dude. But now I didn't I, like the coach. Go ahead, said. 
No, I, I was gonna just say I could feel that. I mean, I could, I, I could feel that because I, you know, when somebody coming to play you, you don't supposed to fur them no, no matter who it is. Just like remember them silly, them silly uh, 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 college players came to play us in uh, when we was in middle school. You know, right? You don't fur nobody who, who come who, right. no matter who it right. is. You don't fur them and ain't and they ain't gonna disrespect you either. So. I could mm-hmm. feel that no matter who that was, it don't. I don't. It doesn't matter at that point if it was Deion Sanders. Nobody ain't gonna walk through our practice as we try to get fired up to play a game. So right. that's what I got. to I mean, that's I'm, I'm with them. I feel that's that. that's true 100%. because at the end of the game, we we drop our guards and, and we have sportsmen's like. But before we 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 hype, ain't no handshaking, ain't no right. ain't no friendly shit. You right. stay on your side. You stay on my right. side. And if you cross over in this line, yeah. you, you, you start to get hurt. You know, I would have respected exactly. the coach at the end if he would have got in Dion's face and told him about himself, you know, as opposed to shaking his hand and then, and then trying to step away. He really should have right. went off on Dion in his face to face, you know, like, man, no, yeah. no, but, but, but he tried to do the right thing. He gave him a handshake he and he was finna go. He, yeah. He, he, he moving on. Yeah. So, you know, he gave him like, the, he gave him the like, gentleman. We gotta, we, we gotta have it out. In, in the middle, we gotta have it out in the middle of the field. All right, good game. I'm going. Like no, like no, I'm off for gone. Don't try to <laughs> hug me. Get off me. I'm out. You know. Right. But I I wouldn't apologize. And so so my, you know so my cousin you know like I said my cousin he coaches down there, high mm-hmm. school in Jackson. Mm-hmm. So he kind of you know in tune with, with, with what's going on with Jackson State and everything. And I was like, man, what's so 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 why did oh so why did uh the coach have to uh p- apologize? Oh yeah and my cousin he's a uh SWAC H, you know HBCU SWAC alumni he went to Mississippi Valley State mm-hmm. so I was asking him like uh you know why old boy apologize and he was like yeah it was it was it was the conference like the con like the 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 the, the bigger ups in the conference Pretty much told, put it put it out like, hey, you need to go ahead and apologize. So that's why old boy ended up apologizing, saying, you know, you know, apologizing for saying he not swag and he not this and that because based on the fact of what Dion has brought yeah. to the swag, right, and HBCUs, exactly. Um, I like so I like kinda, so so he kind of had to twist his own twist. They kind of twisted his own to make him apologize but i don't see so once Dion leave then what because there's no one there's no one that can carry this torch agreed it no it's no one to carry a torch currently but someone has to because that's what that that's what that that's what the SWAC really needed. You know what I'm saying? They needed that kind of exposure, the ESPN kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? It's most definitely. Last year, I, I've been I've been watching them. You know what I mean? And um, they got the attention now. I mean, they getting drafted and that. You know, and what we should is is what we should we, we do for the program. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got a, a high profile celebrity. They can do more, you know what I'm saying. So once Dion leave, it, it should be somebody else to pick the torch up. It should just fall it, down. It, I don't know if it will. Uh, I don't think so, because there's no one with the cachet that he has that can come up that, that can come behind and do it. 
like swag people have been getting drafted now so let's not just make it well well, well Dion ain't made swag people get drafted because he only been there what two years mm-hmm. so he hasn't made you know swag people you know people from the swag get drafted they were already getting drafted before yeah, but they had a couple before. years where they weren't getting where they weren't reaching um you know yes yeah, it's it's, it's a little- it's a little bit more hit or miss, but the key is there's a lot more eyes, you know, so right. they won't miss some people now. Mm-hmm. The key for the key for to make this thing really work is somebody finna offer D Deion D- Sanders a D one job. Mm-hmm. He he and he's gonna go because he, he want to do that, you know. Then he gonna take all that talent that he was bringing to Jackson State, gonna take it somewhere one of the, one of the conference five schools. If he want to uh-huh. make this thing last, he got to stay there, man. He got to do like a, a 15-year. Like you know, Eddie Robinson. Yeah, he really but does. He, but, it, but honestly, it wouldn't make sense for him to do that, though. No. I mean, no. think of a ship from Nike, and they and they sent the bag to Jack. Then you don't have to go to that big program. You know I mean? it, ain't about the, it ain't about the money for him, though. It's more about, uh, it's more about his notoriety. You know what I'm saying? I don't. If he, you know, he's Christian. I know he talks about Christian. Talks about that. Mm-hmm. The, the the right thing in my estimation to do is stay there, build a build a conference. That's a lot to ask. That's yeah, a lot it to is. Ask, man. That's a lot to ask. But he don't, he ain't hurting for the money. And then he could, like you said, he can get Nike Under Armour. Mm-hmm. To get a really big contract, if he just stay there, build a conference, man, and just that, and get that, and get that, uh, get that conference some more airtime, get that conference mm-hmm. some better people involved. I think that's the way to do it because he's gonna be gone next year, though. He's gonna be gone. Yeah, I, the the what well the one of the things the big things is facilities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the major thing that they need. Is better facilities, um, in the, in, in, at those schools. So, yeah. um, so I was talking to my cousin, and I was asking him, like, you know, so what's been the effect on the other, comf- other teams in the SWAC? And he said, you know, there has like they they they're like other teams are getting new facilities, um, and it's indirectly because of, of Dion. So he's so he's making a mark. Mm-hmm. Um. He already like I watched that sixty minute interview, so he 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 doesn't want to do NFL. So, from the sounds of it, he is in it for bettering, you know, men, mm-hmm. you know, turning young you know young men into into grown men. Mm-hmm. From what he says, so you know, do you want to do that at the HBC, HBCU level, or you want to do that in the Power Five conference? That's it. That's it. And it seems like to me more he would help out HBCU program and way more than, you know, any any power five. But, hey, to each his own. Because when when you go to that power five, it's about winning. Yeah. Like they don't give they don't give a damn about nothing else. It's about winning. Yeah. So we don't know. How good of a coach he is! We he's know he's a recruiter. Talent. Yeah, you know he has more talent. Yep. Yeah, we know he can recruit. We know he's a salesman, but we don't know how much of a coach. And you know, and and honestly, you know who who is a good coach because 
you know, it's all about bringing in talent, you know, talent and 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 bringing in the right staff around you, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because that, that that was something that bugged me that he walked through them cats like that, like and and act like, you know, they was in the wrong for getting on his head about it. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that, right? Good topic. That's just Dion being Dion. <laughs> That's my impression. Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Excuse me. <laughs> Here we go. We're at the end. Swerp of the week. Swerp of the week is like Rodney put it at the beginning. I don't know if you heard it. It's similar to donkey of the day. Swerp is our word. It's our lingo. It can mean anything. We'll, we'll get into what swerp means later. But once we start naming these people or things, you'll kind of understand what the swerp of the week is. Who wants to go first? Who is your swerp of the week? I don't know if y'all got any, but I just got one for sure. One quick one. A.B., put that shit on. It's on your brown. Man, how how are you? Yo, a cat you know going through a divorce, going through something. You on the you on the ground posting pictures with his with his wife, soon to be ex wife, man. How how wild of a cat are you, man? Come on, wait, 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 wait. Back, back this up. Who you? AB so, is doing is taking picture with who? So Brady, you know he's getting a divorce from Giselle, right? AB on Instagram is posting pictures of them together, like you know random pictures when he's with the team, posting him and Giselle pictures on his Instagram. I mean. How, how out of pocket can you get, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Antonio Brown is a whole. He could be a whole nother. He a whole nother topic, man. Because I, I got a lot to say about that dude. <laughs> he a why? I mean, you just swerve. I mean, you just a man. You out? Of, you so out of pocket, man. And then, hey, Jared, I, I do want to make him a topic next time because because Tom Brady done did so much stuff for this cat, and yeah. then. What you do, <laughs> but that's my swerp of the week. Okay, yeah, we can talk about going to uh, into uh, AB more in depth next week. Okay, anybody else got a swerp of the week? You know what it is for me. My swerp of the week, Terrence Crawford. Oh, here we go, Terrence <laughs> Crawford. You duck, my boy Earl Spence Jr. Swerp of the week. You had that other fight in your back pocket the whole entire time. Yeah, swerp of the week for me. Uh, I don't really have a swerp of the week, but I think they're all. I don't have one, but um, I'm always gonna have two that I can fall back on and just say they swerp of the week, and I'm sure it'll fit. And one of them is what you mentioned. See, is Antonio Brown. And the others, Kanye West. So, you know, you got pick if one. I, if I don't have any, if I don't have anybody else to say it's work of the week, I'm gonna fall back on one of them. So, Kanye West is my work of the week. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna go a little deep. My work of the week is the school shooter who shot up the school, uh, Central Central um, Visual Performing Arts. If you feel lonely, you're not getting pussy, things didn't work out, don't shoot up the school. Kill yourself. Right. Just shoot yourself. 
leave innocent people alone. The people at that school didn't harm you or to be politically correct. If you feel like you have a mental issues, seek help. Right. Don't hurt yourself or hurt someone else. Seek help, professional help, um, and try to get your issue resolved without causing harm to other people's families. So that guy, whoever he is, the 18 year old, 19 year old kid who shot up this school is my swerp of the week. That's a good one, man. Well said. All right. You made it to the end. This was episode 17. We have topics. This one flowed a lot better to me. Um, so we're going to sign off and talk to you next week. Yeah, everybody be cool. Peace. Right. Peace. All right. Later.